Chapter 9 of The Country Parson His Character and Rule of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rick Vina. The Country Parson, His Character and Rule of Life by George Herbert. Chapter 9 The Parson's State of Life. The Country Parson, considering that virginity is a higher state than matrimony, and that the ministry requires the best and highest things, is rather unmarried than married. But yet, as the temper of his body may be, or as the temper of his parish may be, where he may have occasion to converse with women, and that among suspicious men and other like circumstances considered, he is rather married than unmarried. Let him communicate the thing often by prayer unto God, and as his grace shall direct him, so let him proceed. If he be unmarried and keep house, he hath not a woman in his house, but finds opportunities of having his meat dressed and other services done by men servants at home, and his linen washed abroad. If he be unmarried and sojourn, he never talks with any woman alone, but in the audience of others and that seldom, and then also in a serious manner, never jestingly or sportfully. He is very circumspect in all companies, both of his behavior, speech, and very looks, knowing himself to be both suspected and envied. If he stand steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but hath power over his own will, and hath so decreed in his heart that he will keep himself a virgin, he spends his days in fasting and prayer, and blesseth God for the gift of continency, knowing that it can no way be preserved, but only by those means by which at first it was obtained. He therefore thinks it not enough for him to observe the fasting days of the church, and the daily prayers enjoined him by authority, which he observeth out of humble conformity and obedience, but adds to them, out of choice and devotion, some other days for fasting, and hours for prayers, and by these he keeps his body tame, serviceable, and healthful, and his soul fervent, active, young, and lusty as an eagle. He often readeth the lives of the primitive monks, hermits, and virgins, and wondereth not so much at their patient suffering and cheerful dying under persecuting emperors, though that indeed be very admirable, as at their daily temperance, abstinence, watchings, and constant prayers and mortifications in times of peace and prosperity to put on the profound humility and the exact temperance of our Lord Jesus, with other exemplary virtues of that sort, and to keep them on 
in the sunshine and noon of prosperity he findeth to be as necessary and as difficult at least as to be clothed with perfect patience and christian fortitude in the cold midnight storms of persecution and adversity he keepeth his watch and ward night and day against the proper and peculiar temptations of his state of life which are principally these two spiritual pride and impurity of heart against these ghostly enemies he girdeth up his loins keeps the imagination from roving puts on the whole armour of god and by the virtue of the shield of faith he is not afraid of the pestilence that walketh in darkness carnal impurity nor of the sickness that destroyeth at noonday ghostly pride and self-conceit other temptations he hath which like mortal enemies may sometimes disquiet him likewise for the human soul being bounded and kept in her sensitive faculty will run out more or less in her intellectual original concupiscence is such an active thing by reason of continual inward or outward temptations that it is ever attempting or doing one mischief or other ambition or untimely desire of promotion to a higher state or place under colour of accommodation or necessary provision is a common temptation to men of any eminency especially being single men curiosity in prying into high speculative and unprofitable questions is another great stumbling-block to the holiness of scholars these and many other spiritual wickednesses in high places doth the parson fear or experiment or both and that much more being single than if he were married for then commonly the stream of temptations is turned another way into covetousness love of pleasure or ease or the like if the parson be unmarried and means to continue so he doth at least as much as hath been said if he be married the choice of his wife was made rather by his ear than by his eye his judgment not his affection found out a fit wife for him whose humble and liberal disposition he preferred before beauty riches or honour he knew that the good instrument of god to bring women to heaven a wise and loving husband could out of humility produce any special grace of faith patience meekness love obedience and out of liberality make her fruitful in all good works as he is just in all things so is he to his wife also counting nothing so much his own as that he may be unjust unto it therefore he gives her respect both afore her servants and others and hath at least of the government of the house reserving so much of the affairs as serve for a diversion for him yet never so giving over the reins but that he sometimes looks how things go 
demanding an account, but not by the way of an account. And this must be done the oftener or the seldomer, according as he is satisfied of his wife's discretion. End of chapter 9